there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you weren't weren't up to date on the team, right? If you're coming in, you're watching this team for the first time, and you're seeing these two, I bet bet you would, most people would think, if you told them just kind of guess who they are, they would say that they're maybe a transfer, a third-year player. They don't play like that. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up, what's up? Welcome into the award-winning Orange Zone podcast. We're getting into hoops today. Tommy Sladek, Samantha Cross, and we have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. Syracuse men's and women's basketball. The SU women, they're hot. Votes in the AP Top 25 this week, as I think a few people expected after the win over Alabama last week. So two votes in the AP Top 25. Something trending in the right direction. They are 7-1. and one. They just beat Northeastern last Northeastern, night. Northeastern, yep. 79-57. So as Brendan has in his notes here, they have now won 24 consecutive non-conference home games. The men's team not doing as well. They have a first-year head coach. They've played some tough teams. They are 5-3, and three, I believe, and coming off an 84-62 to 62 loss to Virginia. So let's start with the SU women. We just saw them. We're recording this on Tuesday right now. So when people see it, I know the Cornell game on the men's side will be done. So bear with us with that. But the women's team, um, what have you seen from them in general that stands out to you? A couple things here. Got it. Number one is their freshman performers. Ooh, Alyssa answer. Latham and Sophie Burrows They're great. are electric, iconic. And again, I think that you're, again, starting to see the FLJ effect, you know, the way that she's going to be able to develop players. That's what's so exciting about having a couple of coaches here who are so new is that I'd love to see how Sophie Burrows and Alyssa Latham are performing when they are seniors. We're going to actually get to see the way that FLJ develops players. And I love the fact that she's using freshmen early on. I think that's huge just for um, just for the team and, and the depth. I also, another thing that stuck out to me just from the game last night was that Q's had 26 points off the bench mm. and Northeastern had three. To me, that matters. I think it's cool that they have a lot of depth depth on the team. I think that down the stretch, that's going to be a good thing. I think that this team has a lot of different options. They have a lot of diversity and depth, depth, diver- yeah. And and it, it, I think that matters. So those are the two things that that have stuck out to me the most in their seven and one start. What about you? Well, I would say it's the it's the returning faces meshing really well with the new faces. Deja Fair, uh, if you've been sleeping under a rock. One of the best point guards in the country. She's back for a fifth year, averaging 18 points per game. Exactly what we've expected. Georgia Woolley has stepped up her game. Mm-hmm. She's averaging 14 points, almost 15. Um, has only played five games, was dealing with something in the beginning of the season. 17 last night, hard hat winner. Elena Rice's development. And then, you know, you it's the Alyssa Latham and Sophie Burroughs. What sticks out to me, Sam, is they don't play like freshmen. And they, mm-hmm. they never have since the season opener. 
Like if you weren't if you weren't up to date on the team, right? If you're coming in, you're watching this team for the first time, and you're seeing these two, I bet I bet you would most people would think if you told them just kind of guess who they are, they would say that they're maybe a transfer, a third year player. They don't play like that, and that's really exciting. And I just think FLJ is this team really locked in. They look like a tournament team. I agree. I'm not going to say that this team is mistake-free, but I do think that it's pretty tight-knit. It's pretty locked up, and they definitely improve from game to game. Also, I'm just impressed with some of the wins that they've already had. And here's another thing. <clears throat> Every team has its own identity, even from right. year to year. And honestly, I think one of the things that defines this team and FLJ's culture in general is fun. Like if you actually watch some of the Twitter videos of them just the in the locker hat. room after and the hard hat, I mean, those videos, I love those videos. And I, I, I think that that culture um, off the court really matters. Big time. And so they have Ohio coming up on Saturday in away game and then their home versus Cornell. And then they also have St. Francis of PA coming to town. New Year's Eve is when things kick into high gear um, because really it's ACC time and it's number 14 Notre Dame number 24 UNC. And then you go down the list and you know, Louisville's in there, Virginia Tech. So that's where we're seeing them do what they need to do. What level they can get to this year, to me, that starts showing face when the new year rolls around. But I have every reason to believe that they're going to be competing. People need to remember, this team had 20 wins last year. I know. With a first-year head coach in a program that was truly a, a rebuilding, trying to move on from some stuff. And here they are. They're making moves. The coaching staff looks ready. The players look ready. And they look confident. They look great. I'm looking forward to what's next to come. Over to MBB. Over to MBB. WBB to MBB, the Syracuse men's team. Syracuse men's team, I'll say this right off the bat. After the loss the other day, there were some people calling it a failure. They were mm. calling, Autry's not it. Mince isn't it. Starling's not it. It's, it's, it's all out there. And I want people to just take a breath. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm a broken record. It's the internet. People are always going to be mad. Yep. Like to go from the win against LSU to see all those comments, just a full 180. I mean, it is a flip-flop feeling right now from the commenters, which I know maybe not makes up the total fan base, but people are frustrated because I think they just kind of feel like some of the things from last year have carried over, and I understand that. When you say some of the things from last year, what specifically do you mean? <sighs> Rebounding at times turnovers at times um just little things like judah mintz is having a strong start to the year he did not have a good game against virginia and he still has some of those out of control moments right and it drives people nuts when he, it, he's going he's full speed charging ahead i still think i've seen a lot of improvement from last year i think i still think this is a team end of the day guys this team is trying to figure itself out it is you can tell that. There's new players on here. They're still young. It's mostly sophomores. They're figuring things out. They've played very good teams. That's the other part of this thing. You look at their losses, and it's to very good teams. And if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> um, I believe Brendan Virginia is now in the top 25 for the men. Checking. I need to see that. Um, how about you while we're waiting? 
I mean, my take as far as Judah Mintz <clears throat> is that, honestly, I really feel like he is what makes or breaks this team. Mm -hmm. Because when he is on, when he is having great games, and especially when he is controlled, I feel like the entire team is playing great basketball. But when he's having a lot of those moments where he is out of control or he's trying to drive through too many players, honestly, as one of his teammates, I'd be frustrated. Like mentally, that would bother me. In my head, I feel like I'd be, again, you're always going to support your teammates, but I'd be thinking, why not just pass that one off? Or probably the same thing that his coaches are thinking or even the fans, you know? Like, I think he's a great player, and it's a hard thing to balance and navigate because some of the times when he's driving to the basket, he draws so many fouls. Like, I really do feel like he picks up so many points for them. Right. At the same time, I'd love to see him assisting more. You know, I'd love to see him sharing the wealth a little bit, sharing the ball a little better. I would say he's he's doing a good job with it. It can be better. And that's a piece to them kind of winning those bigger games. I'm seeing now Virginia. Top uh, vote getter outside the top 25. Yeah, so they have 148 votes. 25th but, is 168. But I will give you this, Tommy. You, you look at the rankings right now. Count up how many teams in the ACC there are. From the, the bottom. Top, in the top 25? Clemson. Duke. They already play, they're not in the ACC. SU played Tennessee. Like, there are teams that they've played that are ranked in the top 25, and Virginia will most likely be there very soon. Right. So, again, that's, that, that is something – it's important to keep that in mind for people. It really is. Um, and, you know, I, I look at this schedule coming up for them, and I look at December, and, again, the three losses are basically three top 25 teams. Mm -hmm. Take a breather, guys. Take a breather. It's a first-year head coach. And I know he's been with the program, but it's still it's his team for the first time. Which is, Give him which some is room. so different. Give him some patience. And, again, we'll, we'll know, uh, you know by the time you're listening to this what happened in the Cornell game. Cornell's good. They're 7-1 team. The Big Red have a really good chance to win the Ivy League title this year. We'll see if that happens. And then it's at Georgetown in Oregon, in South Dakota. Still haven't really figured that one out. We tried to figure that one out before the show. It's just kind of a neutral site game happening out there. And then you have Niagara, and then, you know, like the women, it's ACC time at the end of the month. What is, Brendan, what is something you want to see? What is something you like from this team this year right now? What is something you want to see? I like the consistent energy. I think that sometimes that was lacking. We pointed that out last year, and part of it had to do with schematic factors some of it had to do with youth but you mentioned these guys are all sophomores yes they're youthful but they're a year into college basketball now you have a nice mix of some veteran transfer presence as well and the style that they're playing now yes they'll still sprinkle some of that a uh, trademark uh, Bayheim zone in there but for a lot of the game it's it's man up it's like hey let's go at teams now and this is a team that is willing to get after people. For most of that Virginia game, I think I got it. I was able to watch a lot of it. Not all of it because I was driving from place to place and doing holiday shopping. Wouldn't you know it? Um, but it, for most of that game, they were kind of in it. For, they were in it with Tennessee for a long time, I feel like, as well. For, I'm going to bounce back on that. Tennessee and Virginia did have a different feel. This one, to me, fell over about five minutes I mean, the whole second half, no, and then about five minutes left in the first half. It was – they were hanging tight, and then 
Virginia shot the Walls lights out. Mm-hmm. They shot the lights out of the gym. They and shot fifty seven percent. Syracuse shot twenty five percent. That team's just the kryptonite today. I, I I get that Virginia being at home and shooting that well. Virginia doesn't do that every game. That's not their mo. And, and I don't know if this year's team is any different down there with the Hoos, but that's not their mo. And I wouldn't expect that Virginia comes up here right later in the season. Let's find out. Because if they do, I, I would not expect them to shoot like that at the dome. No. They do not. They don't come up here. They do not come okay. up here. Okay. Well, look, I, I just have a feeling that the energy they're playing with is a lot better than last year, and and they're getting after people, especially early in games. They just need to do that consistently more often. I think that's the one thing that I'm looking for. Like, hey, keep bringing this energy, even if you're down. Like, we know you're going to bring it. Be constructive with it, though, and oh, work yeah. out those little kinks, you know? Offenses felt stagnant at times, too. Yeah. Just need to work on that. Anything else for you? Those are, I mean, honestly, no. I don't have any more final thoughts. Listen, I think both of these teams are playing well so far, but you touched on this a little bit earlier. I think that until you get into conference play, you just don't really know where these teams stand yet. We're still in the early stages. Let's see how things shake up. And I'm looking forward to see what happens in ACC play. But the early stages is important, and sometimes that can be the make or break come tournament time. That's tough, too. Keep that that in mind. Keep that in mind. Trivia time. Oh, trivia. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I have a it. question. Don't think you're getting off scot-free here. I know, I know. Now, one game we saw both the men and women's team win were their interconference challenge games. First year of the ACC-SEC challenge, and it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't really do much for me. I like a new team coming in. I like a new team coming in. Sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, so the men's team beat LSU this year. The women's team beat Alabama, as we said before. When Sweep. Was, when was the last time... That both the men's and women's team won an inter well that interconference challenge matchup. So like mm. similar situation. It's not the ACC SEC challenge, obviously, but it's another interconference challenge that happens. Okay. What was the last year they did that, and who were the teams that both beat? Twenty twenty one, the men beat Indiana in double OT, and the women beat Ohio State. a boy, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> the Ripper continues. That was good. It ain't like this all the time, folks. But all right, Grim Reaper. Your boy is, he is coming for the throne. <laughs> Maybe I there's mean, a new trivia that, king. Before that was even out of his mouth, I knew that answer. And Ohio State was ranked, if I'm not mistaken. They were. I think they were 19 or 20 at that point. <laughs> Dust Just yourself off, sir. Just Dust yourself good. off. Last uh, thoughts. I know you're stunned in your tracks. I, I, I really can't believe how quickly you got that. Like, yeah. I, honestly, the, the thought that I was just having has nothing to do with men's or women's basketball. I was thinking, I feel like you have an advantage at trivia because you've been here for five years. He, he, yeah, you've will, seen a lot. I will you've experienced give him this. a lot. I, I checked the Google Doc that I put all the notes together on today. Sure. I, I purposely put the question, hints, and answers in there this week to see what would happen. I do not know if anybody clicked into the document because if they did – they were very clandestine and did not make any changes to alter the edit history. I did not. I did not. I did not I'm look, not accusing you. I'm just cheat. saying but I put it in there as a social experiment this week. As a social experiment. Are you thinking I'm cheating? No. I'm starting to get that sense. I never no. think Tommy's cheating. I don't think you're cheating at all. I what feel if like I told you guys I was? I wouldn't believe it. I think Lawrence Moten <laughs> cheats, but you know, like that's Moten. not a story. Moten, <laughs> no, would, I, Moten would definitely Moten cheat. Moten just has your number and you're just going to need to accept it. We're bringing him in for your last show. Oh. Because I want him. I, I I don't know if I if it would be more, you know, ceremonial if 
Moten did win trivia against Brendan or if Brendan <laughs> finally stumped him? Honestly, such a I've good, stumped oh. him before, though. Yeah, it's but been, it's been very the viewers like, are going to remember that. No, I'm aware because the viewers <laughs> only like when I lose. We'll see how I it all I think there's ends. some Brendan stands out there. But anyway, Orange Zone Hoops, we're going to get really more into it. Obviously, we're going to be balancing some bowl talk. So um, if, you're, if you're waiting for more hoops talk, we got you. It's coming, and you can absolutely be expecting it on a more regular basis um, You know, as we're kind of dealing with this hybrid schedule right now. So Samantha Croston, Brendan Hodges, Tommy Sladak, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what you're thinking with this team right now. Who has a better shot at making the tournament? We ask that question every few weeks. I think there's one standing out right now. See you later. Peace.